Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Modern Retail Podcast. I'm Kale Guthrie-Weissman, the Editor-in-Chief of Modern Retail. This week, I'm really excited. We have Stephanie Morimoto, who's the CEO of Asutra, which is a wellness and self-care product company, a lot of different products they have. I just want to sort of get into the nuts and bolts because um, it's had a, a really interesting sort of history as a brand. And um, But anyway, welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So first, for those who don't know, what is the story of Asutra? Sure. Asutra's mission is what we call active self-care. We want to help you take care of yourself on purpose so that you can take on anything. And we offer over 50 natural organic products to help you do just that. So we offer solutions for pain relief and sleep support for people who don't want to pop a pill, but want a more natural method to relieve themselves of pain, recover faster after exercise, or get a great night's sleep. And then we also do bath, body, and skincare products. Uh, We started as a D2C business, and we've rapidly expanded over the last couple of years in partnership with a number of retailers in bricks and mortar and online. And the final thing I'll say at the top is we are really honored and lucky to have the amazing global tennis champion, Venus Williams, as a part owner and our chief brand officer at Asutra. And I'm happy to tell more about that story later. Absolutely. There, are, Those are so many things that I've been wanting to dig into. There's one thing that I was doing some research, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you personally bought a sutra a few years ago. And so can you talk to me just sort of how, how that came about and sort of how you became aware of the brand and also what your sort of evolution as now the CEO of the brand is? What were you doing before? So I started as an Asutra user or customer. <laughs> I was using the brand's original product line. Uh, our first product line were organic yoga mat cleaning sprays. So it's a Castile soap base with different essential oil blends. And I'm big into yoga fitness, wellness, obviously. And I was actually trying a different brand of yoga mat cleaner and didn't like it. So I went online to Amazon and started searching for an alternative. And that's how I found a sutra. And after buying and liking the yoga mat cleaner, I saw on Amazon that the brand had other products that I was interested in trying as well, like a natural pain relief cream with menthol and arnica and body scrubs. So I was using the products And I got connected to the founders who are serial entrepreneurs. They were looking to sell the business so that they could build their next business, which they already started doing. And they, of course, were really excited to sell the business to somebody who'd been a passionate user. And I was really excited about the potential with Asutra having done the due diligence. There was a really strong product catalog and thousands and thousands of really passionate customer reviews, really high star ratings but a real opportunity to do a massive rebrand of the catalog and tell a stronger story and provide better tips and education to our customers about how you can really care for yourself on purpose. How did you approach that rebrand and storytelling? Because um, like the, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the North Star of the brand is uh, self-care. Like, uh, yes. And so, but there are many different products that are in many different sort of, I guess, verticals, you could say. And so how do you go about storytelling that and t- telling customers exactly what the Asutra brand is? Great question. So I bought Asutra in 2018. And one of the first things I did was invest in deep market research. So we actually worked with a small firm in New York City um, called Burns Group. And they helped us do this really unique qualitative research where online we could talk to hundreds and hundreds of people every day about what they were doing for self-care 
what they felt was missing and what was appealing to them about different ways that we could share a sutra with them. And what came out of all of those hundreds and hundreds of conversations was this concept of not just self-care, but active self-care. The people we were talking to said, you know what, I work out a lot, I'm a working mom, Um, I'm a student who also has a side hustle. I'm a grandma who loves to garden and play with her grandkids, whatever it might be. There were all these people who loved getting the most out of life and really understood that in order to do that, they also had to take care of themselves proactively. They had to set aside time to take good care of them versus having self-care be an afterthought. And so Burns Group really helped us come up with this idea of active self-care, that it should be an intentional, on-purpose practice versus something that you just leave (laughs) till the end of the day or the end of the month, and you're exhausted by then, right? So that was the first step. And then the second step was, to your point, how do we communicate that to people, both through words as well as visually? So we worked with a different agency whose specialty was design to say, okay, what do we want the logo? What do we want the color palette? What do we want the packaging? And what do we want the website to say to people? And at the time, a lot of the color palette out there was very muted, you know, the millennial pink, um, white. And we said, well, there's this joy in the idea of active self-care. And so we want to convey that through the color palette. So we chose a very colorful, joyous color palette Our idea when we redid the packaging was that we wanted somebody to be able to buy our full product line, put it on their bathroom counter, and be really happy every time that they saw it there. And it was so rewarding, the first customer review we got who said exactly that. Like, I have my Asutra products lined up on my bathroom counter, and I could not be happier. Uh, And then we also wanted to convey the organic and natural elements. Most of our products have minerals or essential oils or other plants that are, when activated, can really help with different things, whether that's relaxation or energy or calming your skin. And so we wanted to get that through, both through those that colorful color palette, as well as the asterisk, which also mimics a flower in our logo. And then the final thing is, to your question, how do we talk about self-care? So for us, it's about providing education along with the products, right? How do these ingredients help you feel better and live better and therefore be your best? And then also, what are the different routines or practices you could try to incorporate in your life to get a better night's sleep, to do something for your skin in the morning and just start your day in a better mood, uh, to boost your mood or reset your mood in the middle of the day if you're having a tough one? Wow, there's a lot there. How long how long did it take you out of curiosity when you worked with those, you know, the two different agencies and research groups to do the full overhaul? Was that a six month process, a couple month process? What, how, did, how did it go? Yeah, they were really great. I, uh, I, I made them do a pretty accelerated timeline because we really <laughs> wanted to, you know, we had this exciting vision and concept about active self-care and we wanted to get it to market as soon as possible. So all told, it probably took six to seven months. But that included all the research, redesigning the logo, packaging, and then also relaunching our website. So the the two agencies were pretty amazing getting that done. So you mentioned earlier that you began as a DTC brand. When you bought the company, was the website the primary sales channel? Or I know that you were also on Amazon. Is that true? Or was Amazon uh, how, you, how it was mostly selling before? So when I bought Asutra, we were 99% on Amazon. The original owners had really focused on optimizing Amazon, and the site was a blip, obviously. 
So our big focus as a team has been to diversify our revenue channels so that we're not so reliant on Amazon. Uh, so hopefully, you know, depending on how a couple of retail partnerships go this year, we'll probably go from 99% Amazon to about 60% Amazon with a good chunk coming from retail and then also from what we consider D2C, which is our own website. I feel like with Amazon, and this makes sense for when before you bought it, that caters to a sort of one-off purchase or a one-off product category sort of purchase where I know I like this, I'll add it to my cart. So how did you approach the last you know two years of growing this brand and making it into a more holistic brand that tells a story and has many different product lines when it had such a history on Amazon with that, with that kind of sales pattern, I guess? Yeah, so I really think about it as relaunching a sutra. The original founders started it in 2015. As I said, I bought it in 2018, but I really think of us as having relaunched a sutra in 2019 when everything was completed with the rebrand and the new site. And as you know, you know, that's going from taking a catalog to sort of doing a startup, which has been an interesting journey. I think for us, it's been a few things. One, being really consistent. We always talk about why active self-care is important and what it means to us. So getting that message out there. And Venus has been incredible as a spokesperson talking not only about a sutra, but also in general, why she takes care of herself on purpose and why that's important for her to stay at the top of her game as an athlete and as an entrepreneur and and just as a person. So one, being consistent with the message. Two, even though Amazon does lend itself to people picking and choosing a specific product that works for them, we were able to look at the data on Amazon and see, for instance, which products did sell the best which products had the highest subscribe and save rate. And so that gave us some insight into what are the products that we should really lead with on our site and in retail. So for example, our magnesium healing collection on Amazon, our magnesium oil spray and soak, which are really great for relieving muscle cramps, accelerating recovery after exercise, and just an overall sense of wellness. Those magnesium products were the best sellers by far on Amazon. They were the biggest, they had grown the most, they had a really high subscribe and save rate. And so that really told us, okay, that's a place where we can make a mark. And it was also a point of differentiation in the market because while obviously there's things like Biofreeze or Advil, right? There really weren't a lot of great topical natural pain solutions for people who are saying, look, I don't want to pop a pill. I I would take Advil as a last resort. I'd love something that's more natural and also actually helps me stay well or prevent pain rather than always just treating the symptom. And magnesium is great for all those things. So that's what we really started to focus on. And we're seeing it really work both on our site, where when people are searching on Google for magnesium, they're coming to a sutra first and foremost, and in retail where we're offering something different on the shelf. Um, And then third, I think, you know, the other big thing is just figuring out who are our customers. So we obsess over understanding who they are. Luckily, they're very communicative. They often write us uh, paragraphs, long reviews. They will email us. Sometimes they even mail us letters. So we hear a lot about how they use us. And we constantly do surveys as well to better understand how did you discover a sutra? How do you use a sutra? Why do you like a sutra? So that we can then use that to better inform our marketing, but also our engagement of our customers. So when did retail expansion become part of the playbook? Because I know I'm, I've, you guys are launching in Target, correct? Is that that's the latest yes. one? Yes. 
Yes, yeah, we just launched in Target about a month ago, which has been awesome. Uh, Target was really our holy grail goal. So when we <laughs> did the redesign of a sutra, the packaging, the logo, we really had Target in mind when we were doing the design. And it's just been so rewarding to finally have achieved that goal. Uh, so yeah, so like I said, we we really launched the rebrand in the new site in 2019. And then... Um, that's also when we started retail distribution. We were lucky to have CVS come to us. They were doing an experiment with new wellness products in a new section of their store. And I think they had seen our sales on Amazon and thought, huh, this is something that has some legs. So they asked us if we would do a test in about 100 of their stores. We did that. And then based on that, they actually expanded three of our entry-level priced items, a magnesium oil spray and two essential oil aromatherapy mist sprays. So those three items are in 4,000 of their stores. That first, yeah, yeah. So that also gave us, you know, we were able to learn a lot about what it takes to be successful in a drugstore. Uh, and we've learned a lot of lessons, good and bad, I will, be, I will admit. But I think also having the distribution distribution in CVS gave us the credibility to then talk to other retailers because they knew, okay, if we can handle 4,000 CVS stores, we could handle additional retailers. So after that, um, we also were approached by iHerb, which is a global natural products e-tailer. So they're all online, but they ex allowed us to expand our reach from beyond the United States to other countries across the globe. So those two things really helped to start build awareness among different niches of customers. And then we did a couple trade shows in 2019 as well uh, for indie beauty brands or indie wellness brands. And that got us connected to another set of retailers, including Kohl's, um, where we also entered. So in March of 2020, we entered 200 Kohl's stores where they were redoing their beauty department to focus on clean beauty and wellness brands to provide discoverability for their shopper. And even though we launched at the height of the pandemic, <laughs> uh, luckily, we were able to have some in-store sales before everything shut down. And because they also had invested in building their e-commerce, we, we were able to still sell. Um, over the summer. So we actually saw that grow tremendously well. In fact, they were poised to grow our assortment from four items to 12 items and from 200 stores to 400 stores. But unfortunately, like literally the week after they told us that their CEO and board announced a partnership with Sephora, which said that Sephora would be taking over their beauty department and they would be deprecating all the brands not in Sephora. So that was a bummer. We're winding down probably with them now. But the interesting thing about it, I would say, is because by that time, so, you know, summer 2020, we're in 4,000 CVS stores, we're in 200 Kohl's stores doing very well, selling week over week growth like crazy. We're in iHerb. Our D2C is growing. Um, and we continue to have really strong sales and reviews on Amazon. We were able to get the attention of Target. And Target said, hey, let's start with an online test. You know, given the pandemic, we aren't bringing new brands in store yet, but we're definitely thinking about it for 2021. So we started with an online test with Target in August of 2020. And then based on how the sales went in December, our buyer reached out and said, we would love to bring you into all Target stores. So full chain distribution uh, in March of 2021. 
which is also very unusual because as you probably know, most newer brands start in a test set of stores, say four or 500 stores. So we, uh, <laughs> we hustled to get all the inventory and marketing organized in that three month period. And last week of March, we launched across the country in Target. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. First, uh, how many products are in Target right now? We have uh, five products in Target. So two of our magnesium items in the pain shelf and then three of our sleep aids in the sleep shelf. Can you just go a little bit more into the CVS experience? Because I, I feel like there are a lot of there are a lot of brands like yours and other um, industries or in other sec- sectors that that are looking to get partnerships like that. And then a lot of the retailers like CVS, also like Target and like Walmart, are looking for, you know, hipper brands to revamp their selection. And so what did you find specifically for a store like CVS that is says it's doing a bigger wellness focus, but is still for all in- intents and purposes, a drugstore and people go there. And so I imagine with that being your very, very first experience in wholesale, there were a lot of things that you learned did work or didn't work or anything like that. I'll be honest, if we did it over again, I probably would not have started with CVS. I think we were... <laughs> um, sales velocity in drug is just much slower than sales velocity in Target, right? A lot of people go to Target every week and buy a lot of different things. And to your point, people mostly go to CVS to fulfill their prescriptions and use the pharmacy or to sort of get the random things they need while they're also probably fulfilling their prescription. What really attracted us to CVS at first was they pitched us on the idea that they were focusing more on well care versus sick care, that they really wanted to bring more wellness into CVS rather than just being the place to get your scripts. So we loved that idea and the set they were putting together for wellness reflected that, right? It was our stuff, um, there were some teas, there were some other stress relief things. I mean, there were some products that were really innovative, new formats, new ingredients that really were focused on proactive wellness rather than being drugs, if you will. I think, unfortunately, I'm not sure that that, you know, that team that was focused on innovation wasn't able to spread that vision across the whole store. So while it existed on that one, you know, four foot shelf in CVS, (laughs) it wasn't expanded to other arenas. And I'm not sure that CVS, you know, given everything else that they need to focus on necessarily prioritized or invested in making that particular wellness area a much bigger focal point in the store. In some of their stores, they did. They did merchandise it on an end cap. They had better signage. It was clear it was something different than the norm. But in other stores, it was kind of just stuck on a shelf near the pharmacy. So we learned a lot from that. I think the biggest thing we learned is that we were just going to hold our ground. We weren't going to go into another retailer unless they were truly willing to partner with us as a strategic partner on where we would be merchandised, how the signage would look, and how our products and our brand fit into the retailer's overall strategy. Um, and then from a tactical standpoint, I would say we also just learned a lot about what it takes to work with a giant retailer like CVS. You know, all the operations, the chargebacks, the fees. We didn't quite know all of that going in. And I think we learned a lot about what to negotiate in future partnerships. How has that informed the the Target partnership? Because you mentioned that 
tar- the target, you're going to be in a few different sections. And so did you want, do you, would you like it when your, your product is in one aisle as opposed to the other, instead of being maybe an end cap or something, you know, that is just, these are all a sutra products. Yeah. So like I said, I think the, the CVS experience really did inform target and in a lot of ways, we got incredible support from the buyer at Target. So I'll explain, you know, how we sort of, we took what we learned and we applied it to Target. And we also obviously talked to a ton of brand brand owners and founders about what they did to have successful launches and sell through at Target. So like I said, merchandising is key in bricks and mortar, right? Where you are in the store and then where on the shelf you are. So when we spoke to our buyer, we expressed that and she was already on the same page. She wanted to reinvent the medicine cabinet. She said, look, we've got a lot of shoppers who don't want to just take a pill or take medication. They want alternative solutions. And I have a vision to revamp my department, my pain sleep department over the next two years. And I want a suture to be a part of that journey. And so she already worked with Target to create slightly different colors and backing and signage on her pain and sleep shelves. In most Targets, the the standard format, the pain shelf and the sleep shelf are actually next to each other on the same side of the aisle. So they kind of create a billboard of pain and sleep solutions. She put a sutra on the top shelf for pain and sleep, which is an amazing, optimal place to be. And she placed us so that all five of our items were right next to each other. So we're on the right side of the pain shelf and the left side of the sleep shelf so that we create an Asutra brand block or billboard across that top shelf. And then finally, because we only had two products on the pain shelf, she actually gave us two shelf spaces for each of those two items. So we actually have four shelf spaces total, which also creates visually a much stronger brand block across that top shelf. And then to your point about end caps, she also decided to put us in an end cap. So Target has about 1900 stores and she put us on an end cap in 1100 of those stores to call more attention to the brand. So let's zoom out a little bit. Target, Walmart, and also Kohl's, even with the Sephora partnership, they've all been revamping these sections and trying to bring in, you know, younger brands, newer, more more eye-catching brands, not necessarily what you would expect from a traditional big box, I'm going to, you know, take these pills. So has this made it a little bit more competitive? How do you think the conversations have shifted with buyers and brands now that there's this sort of new sort of marketing terrain that these, that these uh, retailers are doing specifically to reach probably younger consumers or more more aware consumers? I think for us, it's actually been a boon. I mean, you know, we're, we're offering things that are alternatives to standard products you could use for pain or for sleep or even for skincare. You know, we use vegan stuff. We're PETA certified cruelty-free. We try to be as natural as we can in a lot of our, our formulations and at least very clean in our ingredients, you know, we always reference the environmental working groups list and we only use ingredients they rate as safe um, for your body and for the environment. And so I think it's awesome <laughs> that that big mass retailers like Kohl's, CVS and Target are paying a lot more attention to that now. I think there are customers younger and older who want better ingredients and they don't want to have to pay an arm and a leg for better ingredients. And that's what we stand for. Those are our values at a sutra. We think you should be able to take care of yourself 
with great ingredients and not have it cost a fortune. Uh, so that's why we really focus on not just clean formulations, but also accessible pricing. And that's why our retail distribution strategy is also partnering with stores like Target or CVS. So I think it's great that they're doing that. I would say, you know, I think different retailers are probably doing it with different degrees of success. You know, CVS, not sure they're quite there because uh, obviously their pharmacy is such a big part of their business. Target, I mean, if you go to their beauty I think they're not quite there on pain and sleep. I think the buyer who we work with would say the same thing. You know, she said, look, we're starting this. We're probably not going to get quite to the vision I have this year, but hopefully by next year, we can further transform the section. But if you go to Target's beauty section, I mean, one, it's gorgeous the way it looks. And they've really incorporated a lot more natural products and they're merchandising and signing things so people know, hey, you know, is this free of parabens? Is this cruelty free? They have a ton of badges on their target.com you know, digital side to show you how clean, how good for you are these different products. Now let's talk about Venus Williams, which is something I always say during all of my interviews, as you can imagine. Tell me the story about Venus Williams becoming the chief brand officer. What was sort of <laughs> that process? Uh, I, I'm, I would, I'm just fascinated by it. Yeah, yeah. So the crazy thing is Venus started as a customer also. She was an Asutra user. So her trainer found our menthol arnica pain relief cream online. She was using it as part of her training regimen. And the even crazier part of the story is that she had her team cold call us. So this was early on. Uh, she actually reached out to us a little bit after I bought the business in 2018. So at that time, I was learning everything and doing everything, including looking at our customer service emails. And one of the emails that literally went to our support at asutra.com customer service email account was from somebody at IMG, which as you probably know, is one of the world's largest talent agencies. So I looked up the guy and we had some common connections and I talked to my husband about it and he's like, just take the call. I mean, who knows what this could be, but you should just take the call. I mean, this guy is from IMG. So I take the call and he doesn't explain why he, he reached out. He's asking me all about a sutra and the story. So I'm telling him all the stuff that we've just talked about, right? Our, our brand mission about active self-care, um, our commitment to great, clean, natural ingredients. I also talked about the fact that obviously we're women-owned, women-run. And, you know, we, we run the business in Chicago, my hometown. And another thing that's really important to me is creating good jobs for people who need them most there. So we've really been able to provide opportunities for folks who've been down on their luck and help them transform a lot of, of their lives, which has been super inspiring. So I'm telling him all of this. And he said, wow, this is so inspiring. I love this story. And I said, well, can I ask, how did you find out about us? And he said, well, you're probably not going to believe this, but Venus Williams uses your products and told us to call you. And my, my jaw just dropped. And I said, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he said, yeah, yeah, Venus, that Venus. And I said, oh my goodness. So, you know, from there, conversations ensued. He's like, well, let's keep in touch. I'd love to hear how things go. We kept the conversation open and it turns out she was really looking for, you know, brands that she could believe in and maybe start to work with a little bit more. So we got to meet with Venus in person. She sat down with us for over an hour right before the U.S. Open, which apparently she never does. We walked her through a deck about a sutra, you know, where we were today, what we wanted to do with the rebrand, because at this point we were right in the middle of it, 
and where we wanted to take the brand. And she said, you know, I don't get involved with a lot of other brands. I run two businesses of my own, but I really love what you're about. And I would love to join the team and help you grow the brand and the business. And she wanted a real role. So she's our chief brand officer and became a part owner. And as chief brand officer, she's our spokesperson. So she talks a lot about active self-care in a sutra in the press and on social and makes big announcements for us. And so that fits perfectly into my next question, which is, what is the overall marketing schema right now? When you have someone like Venus Williams, is it just you get a lot of earned media when she says anything? Or sort of what are you what are you investing in, specifically now that stores are reopening and things are kind of changing? And I don't know, the digital customer acquisition climate is, I guess you could say, frenetic, to say the least. Yeah, digital acquisition of customers right now with all the changes, iOS, et cetera, is, is definitely, feels like the Wild West again, <laughs> a little bit, which is sad because we were kind of just getting into our groove and then all these changes came down the pike. So now we've got to reset. You know, it's interesting. I was talking to somebody the other day and we obviously did not set out to have a celebrity partner. We frankly would not have done it if Venus had not come to us and it hadn't been such an authentic connection. But it's not enough. I mean, you can't just have Venus Williams and be like, all right, I'm just going to have her post (laughs) a few times a month and sit back and relax. You know, things are so fleeting in our world today. So we really have a multi-pronged strategy. PR has been really great for us. Uh, Earned media, whether it's Venus or coverage of new products or existing products or retail launches like Target have actually been huge for us. I would say they've grown at least half our growth on D2C. And then they really, I think, have helped us with our Target launch as well. So again, PR earned media is one big thing. On social, you know, we don't have a huge following, but we have a very engaged following. We have intentionally not bought followers. Um, You know, every follower who follows us is because they actually want to follow a sutra. And we've shifted in the last few months from just promoting products to really providing tips and education on self-care to our audience. So we did a big campaign around magnesium and how good magnesium is for you. We've now started to focus on sleep because we're hearing from a lot of our customers that it's tough, right? People are working from home in front of screens all the time. There's no alone time, maybe. And so they're struggling more with sleep. So we're providing more tips on that. Um, And then, of course, we also integrate Venus. I mean, we'll integrate her into what we share with our audience. And then she obviously posts about a sutra as well. And then we do paid media as well. Uh, So, you know, we're on Facebook and Instagram ads, we're on Pinterest, and we do Google. And then, of course, within Target or within Amazon, they have their own advertising ecosystems, and we do leverage those. How is, out of curiosity, we're almost out of time, but I just want to know, how are you liking the the Target advertising ecosystem? Because I feel like it's something they've been trying to build up, and it's, it's difficult for brands, but it's also sort of table stakes, I imagine, if you're you know, at Target. So how, how are you dealing with all of that? Yeah, you know, honestly, it's not the best. Um, I think Target's advertising ecosystem has a ways to go, especially compared to Amazon. I mean, Amazon is just really focused on optimizing it. So you have a lot of different inventory options for ads and different optimization options. And there, it's just not quite there at Target. I think for retail, we've seen that trade marketing is more effective. So running promotions, um, you know, at Target, circle offers, as well as temporary price cuts are more effective than, you know, the digital ads at this stage. 
what's the overall plan for the year to come? Now that you've reached your your pinnacle and you're at Target, what's the next retail option? Yeah, well, first of all, we still have to succeed at Target. So, you know, <laughs> the rest of the year, we're really focused on making Target a success so that we can continue to grow with Target over the next couple of years. Uh, we actually do have some really exciting retail launches, so I'll share two. Uh, we just launched a partnership with Athleta, the women and girls apparel brand. They're doing also a test in selling wellness products. And we feel like this is such a perfect brand fit because they're all about the power of she empowering women and girls to be their best through sport. And obviously a sutra is all about empowering people to be their best through active self-care. So we have minis of some of our best sellers of magnesium for exercise recovery and sleep products, lavender products, since they have a new sleepwear line uh, at Athleta. So you can find us in store near the register or online. And then this is not yet public, but I'll share. Uh, We're also really excited to launch probably in the next month or so with Grove Collaborative. So as you probably know, Grove is a natural products e-tailer, and they're going to start with a pretty big assortment of our products from our yoga mat cleaners and pain relief items to aromatherapy and sleep. And uh, we're really excited about that partnership, given their, their values and our values also meshing. Awesome. Well, super exciting. Stephanie, this has been such a great conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed the dialogue. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Modern Retail Podcast, a show by Digiday. If you haven't already, please do subscribe and send this podcast over to a friend who you know would enjoy it. See you next week. 